Jesus, I thank you so much just for who you are to us. I just want you guys to take a minute and just think of today at this moment, what is God to you? Is he your friend? Is he your comforter? Is he your healer? Is he your provider? What is he right now in this moment to you? For me right now, he is my joy. He's my safe place. He's my friend. God, this night is all about you. In this season that we celebrate you coming to earth, you sending your son Jesus to this, to this earth to ultimately pay for all of our sin and all of our shame and all of our doubt and all of our fear. We celebrate that tonight. We thank you for the freedom that your Holy Spirit brings. So God, I pray that we will tune into what heaven's doing right here, right now. We just leave everything that's happened before now at the door and we just say, come Holy Spirit. Come and breathe new life into us. Come bring hope into us. Come bring new dreams to us here tonight. We believe you, Jesus. We believe in you. We believe that you are the God of the universe, that you are the God that created everything and every person, but yet you're still here so close. So just come. We invite you, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name.
excited guys there's just a fragrance of the presence right now and it's thick there's an excitement from the Lord just to really make the words that we're singing realities in your lives I feel like there's some people here that have been coming to Alive and you've sang these songs like these are fun songs they don't impact my life and you kind of forget about it. it's like Alive is my high then I go into the week and I just go into my normal week I feel like the Father is saying, that's kind of funny, that's why I'm laughing, because it's the last night that we're meeting, and I feel like the Father is saying, what I want to do in you tonight can last for the rest of your lives. Where you literally don't need to have, you get blessed to have Kyle, Leah, Dale, Gabe, and the crew leading worship, you get blessed to have Ryan, but you come here because you're satisfied, because you have the more of the Lord in your life right now. That you're living from a place where His presence is your delight. Not the words of a pastor, not the words of a life, but the Father's presence is your delight. Yeah, and I feel like he wants to release that. We're literally, because <laughs> you have a hard time leaving your rooms because of how much fun you have with them alone. The Father wants to release an intimacy like that with you each individually. Yeah, Leah, if you could, if you could go back into that bridge or spontaneous moment, I don't know which one it was, but that morbid, and I want to invite you guys, if you're comfortable, though, I want to invite you guys to lift up your hands, I've been getting rocks, so Jeremy Ritter released this new album, and it's just called More, that's all it is, M-O-R-E, 
and it's his heart cry for more of the reality of God in his life. And I'm just, I've just been fired up because I'm like, if Jeremy Riddle, someone who many of us revere as a great worship leader, is asking and crying out for more, Don, I need to step up my game and want more of the Lord. So if any of you resonate with that heart cry of God, I want more. I want more of your reality. I want more of your truth. I want more of your promises. I want to invite you guys to lift up your hands as an act of surrender, as an act of, I'm not trying to make this my own. I'm not trying to do my own way. God, I want more of what you define as more for my heart, for my life for my Christmas, for my 2018, for the ending of my 2017. I want your definition of more. I want your reality of more. And that's the only thing I'm willing to accept in my life. And if that's your heart's cry, only if that's your heart's cry, only if you want that to be your heart's cry, lift up your hands and surrender to the more of Christ on your life. We are. 
fire, fire, fire. Won't you fire, fire in our hearts, in our hearts? We want your fire, 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 fire. Want your fire, fire, fire in our hearts to burn for you. We'll burn for you. We'll burn for you. We'll burn for you. In this little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. In this little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. In this little light of mine. I'm gonna let it shine in this little light of mine. I'm gonna let it shine in this little light of mine. I'm gonna let it shine in this little light of mine. I'm gonna let it shine in this little light of mine. I'm gonna and this little light of mine I'm gonna let it shine and this little light of mine I'm gonna let it shine and this little light of mine I'm gonna let it shine and this little light of mine I'm gonna let it shine in this little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. In this little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine. Bright, bright for all the world to see. For all the world to see. I'm not gonna be afraid to be afraid to let it shine. I won't be afraid to let it shine. Oh, I'm not afraid of the gospel. Yeah. One more time. In this little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. And this little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. And this little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. And this little Still alive.
I feel like the Lord uh, told me two and a half years ago when I got this uh, job and I moved here for this calling. He said, Ryan, there's just some things you can't teach them, but you can only show them. There's some things that you can't talk about, but you can just display. And I, I was reminded of that tonight as we were praying about tonight. And I felt like he said, there's gonna be some people here tonight that this is actually their Christmas service, that they might not go to church back home. They might not have a family that, that supports that or goes with them. And I just felt like he said, show them me tonight. And there's a song that we love that says, we don't want to talk about you like you're not in the room. We want to look right at you and sing right to you. Because you are real and you are in this place and you are in this space. So I'm going off script here, but I'm just saying, Lord, just come have your way tonight, God. Draw us closer to your heart, God. We want a living encounter with your presence, God. Just as the people in Exodus, when they, when they left Egypt, that they said they didn't know where to go, that they weren't leaving unless you were with them. And you said, my presence will go with you. My living and tangible presence will go with you. And God, I thank you for your Bible. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your truth. But I also thank you for your living and tangible spirit and presence that lives within us. 
that goes with us wherever we go, that gives us boldness, that gives us courage, that gives us words to say to people, that gives us prayers to pray for family members, that gives us love to proclaim the name of Jesus to people who don't even want to hear it. And God, I thank you that this Christmas season is a reminder that you left heaven, you came to earth to draw us closer to your heart, that you called us by name, that you came down, that him who knew no sin became sin for our sake. And God, whether that's the first time that we're hearing that tonight, or the 50th or 100th time, God, I pray that that would hit, would hit us like a ton of bricks tonight, Father. That you knew no sin. You were king of all kings in heaven, and you saw us down here, sinful. You saw all the mistakes, you saw everything we did, you said, I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. I'm not leaving you there in that mud. I'm not leaving you there in that muck. I'm coming for you. I'm drawing close to you. And we think of that precious baby being born in the Virgin Mary in a barn full of animals and hay. He humbled himself to become one of us, to show us that there's another way to give us hope for every day. And I thank you, God, that that's a real story that you are real, that we don't just sing songs, we don't just tell these stories from this ancient book, but you're a real God who moves, who breathes, who sees. You're a God of miracles that lives today. So Father, tonight, in this Christmas season, in every day of our lives, will we remember what you did? That you knew no sin but you became sin for our sake. And you promise to always be with us wherever we go. <laughs> you promise to give us boldness and love, to have real and hard conversations with people, to do this life of relationships, and it all starts with you. Walking, talking, listening to you. We just say, have your way tonight. We don't want to just hear about you. We don't want to just talk about you. We want to experience you. Thank you that you draw us close, God.
prayer sin, but before I do that, I want to ask you guys to do me one more favor. A lot of favors tonight. Like it's my birthday or something. Okay, what I'm going to ask you guys to do, I'm going to ask you guys to do something that I personally do sometimes and I hear a word and I put my heart on, put my heart on my hand. That's what I do. I put my hand on my heart. And I say, Holy Spirit, I invite you to speak to me tonight. And I invite you to reveal your word ways I've never seen before. Jesus, I invite you to speak to me tonight to reveal your truth, your promises, your destiny, and your ways. And Heavenly Father, oh how I love you. And I invite you to speak your truth tonight to glorify Jesus, to reveal who he is to me who I am to you. Yeah, Lord, I also pray right now for Ryan. And I thank you, Lord, for his heart, his heart that has said yes to you. And we just echo the words that he said that two and a half years ago, you told him that he can't take people places where he hasn't gone himself. And I thank you, Lord, that he is a man that has gone places in the spirit and in the natural, places that many people would not have taken the risk to take for you, Jesus. And so God, I just pray right now that tonight as he gives his last message of this semester, may your name be glorified in the message and tonight in ways that he hasn't even seen before. And God, I just pray right now that any bit of anxiety, fear, questions or doubt will be removed right now. And your peace, your presence, your joy, and your love will rest fill them up and here is your people we say to our pastor we come and humbly receive the word that the Lord has prepared for us through you Ryan pray that in Jesus name you may take your seats
we give it up for the worship band? That was amazing. Come on, guys. <laughs> to be honest, I almost didn't give a sermon, so <laughs> just didn't want to leave that. Man, well, I am pumped to be here. If you is that is this anyone's first time here tonight? No? Okay, yeah, one brave. Thanks for raising your hand. Thank, can we give it up for her? If you haven't t can tell yet, this isn't normal church. We really love to worship, so but we love to read and preach the word of God too. Um, but we've been in a series called The Real Stuff this semester. Has anyone enjoyed The Real Stuff? Yeah? Man, it's been one of my favorite sermon series, I think. I've loved hearing you guys, just the stories you've told. We talked, we've talked about hard issues. Is it okay to drink? Is it okay to have sex before marriage? Is it okay to be rich? Um, what does dating look like? What does singleness look like? What does marriage look like? We've, talked, we've covered a lot of issues. And I don't know about you, but one thing, it comes back to one thing for me when I'm going to try to summarize the real stuff. And where do we go from here? And how do we live out? Real relationships. Real relationships with real people, with real faith. I know I got it backwards on the slide, but I, I liked it better how I said it. Real relationships with real people and real faith. And I think it comes back to this one thing as I've been praying about this. And this verse uh, from Genesis has just been going over and over in my mind. It's such a small verse about a story that we really don't know a lot about. But the one thing that we know about the story is about this guy named Enoch, and he walked with God. It's really all we know. We know how long he lived and maybe some kids that he had. And we know that Noah came from him and that Noah walked with God because his dad walked with God. And as I've been praying, this thing is going over and over in my mind. I'm like, Lord, what do you want me to tell them? He's like, tell them that our relationships start with each other from your relationship with me. That as we learn to walk with God, we will learn how to walk in relationship with real people and real faith. So that's what we're going to look at today. I don't know about you, but... I haven't always been great at relationships. Some of you might say now that I'm still not great at relationships. Hopefully my girlfriend doesn't say that or any good friends in here. Right, Michael Sacco? <laughs> but, man, it's been a journey. And, you know, as I, was, I went to see a movie last night, and I have to give a shout-out to it because I'm, I'm telling you, you guys got to go see this movie over Christmas break. Um, I, it's the movie called Wonder. Have you guys ever heard of that? Wonder, I'm telling you. Just go see it for me. If you don't like it, I will pay you money for going to see it. If not, I'll ask Ryan Jackson for help, and he'll pay me to pay you. Um, <laughs> but I'm telling you, I went uh, with MJ and two good friends yesterday, and it's about this little boy who just um, grew up having crazy amount of surgeries, and he's going to middle school for the first time. He was homeschooled, and he's going to middle school. And does anyone have good memories of middle school? I don't at all. Like, all right, one or two people, yes and amen to that. And that wasn't my story. I rocked high school, I'm not going to lie, I loved high school. But middle school, man, I've been giving a lot of prayers. Did you like middle school, Naomi? You hated it? Yeah, me too. Kyle Howard was probably still cool in middle school because he's always been cool. But Shelby too. I mean, they're going to have really cool kids one day if they get married. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> but, man, they, man, middle school was hard. I'm, I thought about some things that happened in middle school. I got broken up with for the first time in my life. That sucked, um, just being honest. Um, and then 
Uh, I got, I was thinking about this because in the movie, I don't want to ruin it, but one of the, there was a, a little fight in the movie and these two kids got suspended. And I was thinking about the time that I got suspended. The only time I got suspended, uh, it was in middle school actually. And yep, it's true, Eric Ortega, I see you laughing. And uh, I had this good buddy of mine named Brandon Weebush. Yes, that was his name. It, hopefully it still is somewhere in this earth. Um, and uh, and I was, we were really good friends. And so my mom was really young when I was born. So like my whole life, all my friends always joked around with me about my mom because she was like really hot, I guess. Um, not to me, of course, but I guess to them. And, um, you know, this one day, Brandon and I just had a fight, like, uh, we were no longer friends, and he just was saying, taking the mom jokes a little too far, you know, and uh, I remember I'm in the front row in English class or something, and he's talking about my mom, and in the middle of class, I just jumped back and, like, tackled him, and I was doing, like, the angry cry, like, I'm punching him while I'm crying, and the worst thing is, he's, like, laughing the whole time. <laughs> He's laughing, and I'm like, don't talk about my mom. So anyways, we got suspended, but the best part of that story was my English teacher came up to me, and I was getting my stuff out of the locker. He's like, yo, Rocky, what's up, bro? <laughs> and so that made me feel pretty good. Um, so I guess I kind of won the fight, even though he was laughing and I was crying. I don't know how that works, but uh, we both got suspended, so I was thinking about that. But middle school was hard. And I watched this movie, and, and this little guy, again, please go see the movie. It's amazing. You'll cry, but it's like an inspiring, good cry. Um, um, but I was thinking about relationships, and relationships can just be messy. Relationships can be hard, right? Relationships with, like, a boyfriend and a girlfriend, your husband, your wife, friends, like, relationship with your parents, your grandparents, brothers and sisters. We're surrounded by relationships, and I wonder if in these relationships, people are put in our life, the good people and the hard people, right? Sometimes we think, why is this person in my life? Why is it so hard? Well, maybe God put this person in your life to teach you something. Amen to that. It's never fun, right, Serge? But you ever think that the people are put in your life for a reason to bring us back to this thing, to learn to walk with God. And I'm convinced that as we learn to be real with God, as we say real recognizes real, as we learn to talk to God, as we learn to listen to God, as we learn to be real with God, that we'll learn to do that with each other. I know that when I'm calming myself down and truly listening to the word of the Lord, spending time with God, just in his presence and not just asking him things. He likes when we ask things. Don't be afraid to do that. But I know when I start learning to listen to him better, I listen to people better. Have you ever been around someone that just talks about themselves all the time and it drives you nuts and you try to love them and love them and love them and some of you are like, oh, shoot, that's me. <laughs> so, man, that's a lifelong journey. But when we learn to listen, to be with God, we learn to be with each other. So what does it mean to walk with God in this life, Janet? What does it mean to do classes with him, to have friendships with him? To not just study his word or come to church once a week or twice a week if you come on Sundays and alive on Wednesday. But what does it mean to do life with him in relationship and with each other? So I believe um, I wanted to talk about three aspects that I, I'm not going to pretend to try to get it right. I'm a no expert on relationships by far. But there's three things that this summer I felt like God put on my heart to pray about for our leadership team. 
So if you guys don't know, we have about 30 leaders. Um, and every year, uh, I'm praying about who the next batch of leaders are. And some of the leaders have been a part of the live from the beginning. Some of them are new this year. And, and, and I was praying, Lord, who do you want as the leaders? Who do you want? They do so much. I, I want the right ones. I don't want the talented ones. I don't want the cool ones. I don't want the popular ones. I want the ones you want. And I felt like he gave me three aspects that kind of tie in to our message today that thinks he has some things to teach us that he's taught me. And I felt like he said, look for the humble ones, the honoring ones, and the hungry ones. The humble ones, the honoring ones, and the hungry ones. So I'm going to talk about these aspects and what he's taught me, and I hope it uh, inspires you. Number one is humility. Look for the humble ones, Ryan. Look for the ones who doesn't mind to pick up a broom. And by the way, I'm not recruiting for leaders right now. I love them. So this isn't what this is about. Just FYI. Don't get worried or excited. <laughs> um, but, uh, but hey, if you are interested, talk to me. <laughs> um, but look for the humble ones. Look for the ones that know that a life in this life is not just about them. Look for the ones that are willing to pick up a broom and to serve a cause bigger than themselves. Look for the ones that aren't going to complain, but that see others as better than themselves. Not in a self-deteriorating way, but to see Jesus in others. That look, at the, look for the humble ones that look at conflicts, that look at people and are willing to learn from them. And not just preach and teach the whole time. And so, in Philippians 2, 3, 4, it says this. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interest, but take an interest in others too. Wow, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. How many times have we tried to impress others? Heck, I, I'm trying to probably impress you right now in some way. I don't even know it, <laughs> right? Why did I have to look cool tonight? And, you know, I don't know, because probably a part of me wanted to seem cool to you, right? We, why do we try to impress others? Why do we try to think, why do we try to think of ourselves as better than others? I know there's some people, the people that I think are cool, like Kyle Howard and Shelby, I, I look up to them, right? I'll, I'll say all day that they're cooler than me. I'll never try to win that argument. But there's some people that maybe deep down, maybe I think I'm better than, on even unconsciously. Think about that. There's people in your life, let's be real. Just be real right now. You know there is. Don't pretend there's not. Hey, if, there, if, there's not, if that's not you, come pray for me, right? We're being a real church with real people. But what if I looked at everyone and saw Jesus in them? What if I looked at every conflict I had, every hard conversation, and said, Carol, from this conversation, I'm just making this up. We don't have conflict. Um, what if I have something to learn from her? What if she knows an aspect of Jesus that I don't? What about every hard talk I went in with a humble heart, being willing to be taught, being willing to be mentored, to be willing to have someone speak into my life. Of course it's easy to let people speak into our lives when we like what they're saying, right? You can speak into my life all day when you tell me I'm cool, when you tell me I can date the boy or the girl that I want to date, when I can go here and do this. Man, I'll let you, I'll let you hang out all the time. But what happens when that person, out of love, even if they're not right, starts saying some things that you don't like? What happens to our hearts? But what if, what if 
we had something to learn from that. I'm not saying everything everyone says is right. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying, what if I went into every conversation, every friendship I had, even if I'm completely 100% right, having an open heart, being willing to learn something from them and the Jesus in them. Could you imagine the type of person I and we could be? Have you ever met someone who's teachable? Don't you want to teach them? Don't you want to help them? Don't you want to pour into them? I know when I coached football and someone listened to me and, and that I coached up and they did on the field, it was the best feeling in the world. But the guys, which is a lot of them, and I was like this at one point, that just think they know it all and don't really need your help, you kind of stop coaching them up if they're not going to hear it and they don't want to receive it. Are we humble ones? I love what it says in 1 Peter. God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. So humble yourselves under the mighty power of God. And, and at the right time, he will lift you up in honor. Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. Do you guys know I used to say this prayer a lot? Lord, make me humble. Let me be humble. And do you know what it says in scripture? It says, go and humble yourselves. Go and humble yourself. Bring yourself to God. Let him humble yourself. Be real with God and be real with each other. I, I guarantee there's some people in your life right now, family, friends, that you probably need to have a conversation with, with you don't want to. Maybe you think you're right. I, I challenge you, go talk to them. Humble yourselves. Just be willing to admit that maybe you were wrong or maybe there was something that happened and see what happens. See what happens. Because every time we have a conversation, a hard conversation, it's hard. It stinks. But guess what? God matures me, sharpens me, grows me up through it, and always brings me closer mostly to the other person. Guys, I'm talking about real stuff right now, real relationships. If we want to be fa have families and, and do this life, one day we're going to like have problems, you know, probably butt heads with our kids, especially when they're a teenager, right? Or maybe a brother or sister. I mean, we all know we have cousins or brothers and sisters when they're in high school, man, or sometimes even college. They just think their stuff doesn't stink, if you know what I mean. They think they are awesome, off the chain. I was there once. But, man, I want to be someone... That's humble, but that takes a daily walking out, coming before God. Every time there's a conflict that I have with someone or a hard conversation, I don't just go to God and say, God, justify this. Defend me. You say you're always going to be there, God. You're the king of my heart. Fight for me, Lord. He loves to do that. But I also say, God, show me where my heart's wrong in this. Soften my heart because, again, even if, I'm, if I think I'm 100% right, which any of you know me, I do sometimes, <laughs> I always have something to learn. God, show me what's happening here because our battle is not against each other. It's not against flesh and blood, but it's against the principalities of darkness. And the enemy loves to lie, kill, divide, and destroy. Ask him, is there someone in this room tonight or someone in your family that you need to have a conversation with. And maybe you just start off, even if you're, I'll only say it if you mean it, but only if you mean it 1%, that's okay. And just say, I'm sorry. And see how God opens that, that door of your heart. Even if they don't recip, don't say you're sorry to get a sorry though. Say it because God, you know, 
that you mean it. Watch what happens. Number two, honor. Look for the honorable ones. Uh, I love Luke 10, 27 that says, love your God with all of your heart, strength, soul, and mind, and then love your neighbor as yourself. And I thought about this. All right, so how, what if I love Kundai as myself, right? But can I love him without honoring him? What's the difference between love and honor? What if I talk all these good things about Kundai in front of him, but then when he's not in the room, I kind of have a different attitude about him. It might look like I'm loving him on the outside. I might even think I'm loving him. Oh, I'm not talking about Kundai. I'm just venting to you, Whitney. I need you to justify how I feel. I need, you to, I need to ask your opinion, but deep down, I'm actually throwing Kundai under the rug. And I don't have the courage to come talk to him, so I'm going to come talk to you. I've done that. But what if we were people and even friends that when someone came to talk to us about this person, hey, I just want to ask your opinion, man. Oh, hey, Shelb, I just want to ask your opinion. And Kyle has a great singing voice, but how can I be cool like him? <laughs> I, have to, I, have to, I have to make fun of Kyle. Kyle Howard's our worship pastor. He comes out. I beg him every week to come out, so I got to give him props. Um, but seriously, what if we were people that just directed people right to the person? Do you know a true friend isn't just someone that tells you what you want to hear, but what you need to hear? What if we were people that actually told people what they needed to hear in love, and then we were actually open to hear what we needed to hear in love? For real. I'm just, I, guys, I'm not sitting up here saying, like, I have it all together. If you know me, like, I don't. But I want to be in a journey of being a humble one, of being an honoring one. That do we honor each other? Because here's the thing. I'll talk about this all the time. Where's Brett Jacob? Brett Jacob is the most honoring, one of the honoring friends I have. And I know that sometimes I drive him nuts. You can ask him. I know it's true. But he honors me because his honor for me reflects his honor and relationship with the Lord. It's easy to follow people that you like and you want to be like. But will you follow, will you honor someone that you can't stand? But maybe that prayer of being, Lord, help me be more patient. Help me be more bold. Help me be more faithful. Well, maybe God put that person in your life to help you be those things. Because anything worth doing in this life usually isn't easy. So check this verse. In Romans 12, 9 through 10, it says this. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong, hold tightly to what is good, love each other with genuine affection, and take delight in honoring each other. Have you ever met someone who's just honoring to people? Truly, think about it. Have you ever met someone that you just feel better about in life, but they honor you and you know that what you see is what you get? Guys, you're wondering maybe why you don't have a promotion. I don't know, at work. Well, not many of you probably work because you're at school. Some of you might. But, like, think about, I know for me, I don't really care about the talented ones anymore. I want to know the ones that I trust their heart. Who has my back because they have Jesus' back? Who has each other's back because they know Jesus has theirs? And they're willing to talk the hard stuff out. It's easy to gossip about people. It's easy to vent about people. Anyone does that. No offense, cowards do that. I've done that. And then when someone points it out to me and says, hey, you have 
we call it the 24-hour rule. I challenge you, you have 24 hours to go tell, talk to Paul about what you said. Well, I'm going to go tell Paul for you. Whoa, that just got real. I thought you were my safe place, though. I thought you were here for me. I thought you were to support me. I thought you were my friend. Yeah, I am. That's why I'm telling you this. And then watch, does your heart get hardened to that person then too? I promise, as you learn to honor the Lord, we will honor each other and watch the fruit of our relationships. Guys, if we can't do it with our friendships, if we can't do it with the small things, that's going to prepare us to be married one day. That's going to prepare us to be a father and a mother one day. I don't know about you, but how many husbands and wives have we taught, have we met probably in life? I know some people in my family have done this, and that they just, they rag on each other. They talk about each other behind their backs. They make jokes, passive-aggressive jokes about each other. Then they even do it about their kids. I don't want to have a family like that. Do you? I've been a part of a family like that. I think as we learn to walk with God and walk with each other, as we learn to ask God to focus on their inner parts, our inner hearts, the posture of our heart when we get offended, when we get upset, the posture of our conversations when someone is in the room, and most of all, when someone's not in the room, that's what matures us. That's what grows us. The things in the hidden that overflows to the out. Ephesians 4.29 says this, don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be, be an encouragement to those who hear them. Do we encourage others with our words? Do we encourage other people with our hearts? How, even for me, I've been convicted of this. So many times I go to a new church service and I'm a pastor and I'll start talking about, oh, did I like that sermon or did I like that worship band or did I like this and this and this? And I've just like been convicted of that. Like, why does that matter? I'm not going to hear a good preacher. I'm not even going for a great worship band. I'm going to worship Jesus. I'm going to draw closer to him. Why does it matter if I thought his sermon was good? Does, is it because deep down I think I can do better? Why does it matter if I think someone's a good worship leader? Why do I have to pick people apart? Why can't I say even if I think they're terrible, they're, 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 they're doing it with all their heart and giving it all they have? It's so easy to judge things and think we can do things better. But then when we're up there, what happens? The same measure we give to people in the hidden will be measured back to us in the open. And I don't know about you, but I want to honor people most of all when they're not around. Most of all in my mind and in the deep parts of my heart. And I want to bring that to the Lord and say, Lord, examine my heart. Examine my heart. Examine my mind. Help me have the courage and the love to have the conversations with the right people. Because I believe that's what Jesus did. And when we think about Jesus coming back, coming down to earth from heaven, he was real with the disciples. Do you think sometimes that the disciples didn't get on his nerves? But he loved them. He talked to them. He didn't bash them. He didn't passive aggressively say things. He saw who they were. He saw who their hearts were. And he was real. I have a... A story that I felt like I was supposed to share. In high school, um, talk about humiliate, being humbled. Um, if you don't humble yourself, you will be humbled. Um, I was trying to be cool. I was making that stage out of middle school to high school. And 
and there was these, these kids that weren't real friends, and they would say, hey, come out with us. And we went out, and they wanted me to garage hop uh, a case of beer. And basically what that is is you go to an open garage, and you look for beer in the fridge, and you take it. And I, I was just so desperate to be their friends because I had no self-worth in who I was. I didn't know. I had no identity. And so I went with them, and I let them talk me into doing this by myself as they waited in the car. <laughs> and I remember I, I was opening the fridge, and this guy opened his, the door to his house right when I'm opening the fridge. And, man, talk about being humble. I, <laughs> I was pretty scared. And uh, I started running, and I had these brand-new Doc Martin shoes that my mom got me. And uh, I don't know if I've ever shared this, but me and my mom grew up a uh, single mom, and we didn't have a ton of money. And, man, I got these shoes, and it was so cool. She, she spent a lot of money on them, and it was like my only Christmas gift. And um, I remember I had these Doc Martens, and I, they were a little big on me, and they were dress shoes. Um, I was in that stage where I was wearing, like, Abercrombie and Fitch, and I was kind of a prep, so... Yeah, um, Kyle, don't judge me for that. Oh. <laughs> and uh, so this guy's about to catch me, and I'm running. I'm like, whoa, you know, and, and this guy is upset. And um, he's just about to catch me, so I, like, kick off my shoes, and then I just start, I book it, and he couldn't catch me then. And I'm, like, running through these yards, and it was, like, kind of rainy out, and with my socks on, and so I get away. And then I'm even more scared because I'm thinking of seeing my mom. And she says, hey, Rye, where's those brand new shoes I just bought you for Christmas? <laughs> and I didn't, I always believed in God. I wasn't even walking with the Lord then yet. And I just, I was just like, I got to go back. I got to go back to this guy's house to get my shoes. And I was scared. And I was like, you know what, even if I get arrested, if I don't care what happens. As long as I get my shoes back, that will mean more to me because I can't bear seeing my mom's face. Honor for my mom in that moment overcame fear. All I could care about was honoring my mom and getting those shoes back. If you want the rest of the story, you can come back next week. <laughs> Just joking. <laughs> You're like, what? So I ended up going back, and I'm, I remember walking up, and I was like, oh, my gosh. And I knock on this guy's door, and the wife answers because the guy's out driving looking for me. He was upset. So then she, she, he pulls in, and he's very upset. And, uh, yeah, the story goes, and the, the cops ended up coming and uh, put me in handcuffs and uh, put me in the backseat of the cop car. But I got my shoes back. And... Um, it was crazy. They took me to, the, to my house, and my mom um, and uh, actually my stepdad at the time actually weren't home. And the officer called my stepdad's phone, and he didn't answer. And I don't know if he was just in a good mood, but he just said, okay, go, go in your house and stay home for the rest of the night. And uh, they actually never found out. So I hope my mom doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> So, man, the Lord protected me. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's a true story. Um, man, but in that moment, all I cared about was honoring my mom. And, guys, hear my heart. I don't do relationships perfect. But I've learned to press into the hard conversations. I've learned before I go to someone to vent, go to God and vent. 
be real with him. Tell him how you feel. Tell him how this person or this situation hurt you. He wants to hear you. And then say, God, fight for me. And let him show you how he's going to fight for you. But don't also forget to say, hey, God, is there anything a part of this that I need to learn? Is there anything a part of my heart that I need to be sharpened and molded and grown in? Make sure you don't forget that part. Because that might be the most important part of all. Number three is this. Hunger. Who are, who are the hungry ones? Matthew 5, 6 says this. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. They will be filled. That we hunger and thirst for righteousness, that we know that we have a right standing with God, that our identity does not come from what other people think of us, that if our boyfriend or girlfriend breaks up with us, but our identity and our right standing comes from our relationship with Jesus Christ. Even the person you love the most in this world is going to let you down. Even the per person that's the coolest in, the mo in this world, like Kyle Howard, will let you down. <laughs> He's like, I'm never coming back here again. <laughs> We will let each other down, but Jesus won't. He's always going to be there. One day when we're married, it's a scary thought to think of, but either your wife or your husband are going to go to heaven sooner or you will. You're going to be left alone at times. Even when we have the perfect families, say when our kids go off to college and, you know, I mean, they're running after their dreams. They're making decisions that maybe you don't want them to make. Guess who's there? Jesus is there. When you feel like your family has forsaken you and left you, when you feel hurt and abandoned, guess who's there? Jesus is there. That we get our relationship, our right standing with him. But because we have it with him, we want to be people of peace. We want to be people who are willing to have the hard conversations. We want to be people that also have right standing with others. We don't get our identity from others but we pursue right standing with others. In Psalm 133, the Lord says he loves when he sees his people in unity. That it brings so much to light in unity. I look at all the different churches and all the world, the different denominations, and in one hand, I think it's amazing because God's using different churches in different ways. But if you do some research and see how the different denominations came, it usually came from strife, from discord, from non-unity, from people talking about people behind their back, from people thinking that they can do it better and not having courage to humble themselves and go in front of someone and say, hey, I can learn from you. I remember I had a leader in my life at one point that I couldn't stand, that I didn't want to be like. Again, I'm thankful I had some leaders in my life that I did want to be like. And I remember there's a, there's a passage when um, people are asking Jesus who the Father is, and Jesus says, you see me, Yet, because you don't see, or, or because, he, I'm sorry, I'm messing it up. <laughs> he, he says, you see me and yet you don't believe, but how will you believe in the one you don't see? And I felt like the Father challenged me that in leadership. Of course it's easy to follow someone you see and you like and you look up to. But will you trust that I put the one in your life to sharpen and mold you that maybe you don't like? but will you follow him or her because you follow me? Now, I'm not saying if they start saying stuff that is not in scripture or do anything, you know, inappropriate or unlawful, obviously that's a different story, but that really challenged me, guys, and that humbled me. But it taught me a lot about relationships. 
and taught me a lot about following God. 1 Timothy 6.11 says this, but you are people of God, so run from all these evil things. Pursue righteousness and a godly life along with faith, love, perseverance, and gentleness. Will we live out relationships? In every relationship we have, every friendship we have, every hardship we have, every great celebration that we have, I wonder if it comes back to us learning to walk and live with God. So this time I'm going to call the band back up and I want to end with uh, the movie Wonder again. I'm really trying to pitch it so you guys go see it. But make sure you ask God to speak to you and inspire you through it. And so I don't want to ruin anything in the movie, but there's this awesome scene at the end um, where some people that were his biggest bullies and his biggest um, enemies in some ways take a stand. And uh, he left the movie with a quote that really touched my heart. And it says this. When choosing between being right and kind, choose to be kind. How oftentimes do I want to be right? My family said growing up that I should be a lawyer. Or when I was a kid, I should be a lawyer. Because I can argue, argue, and argue. And some of you guys are like, hey man, amen to that. <laughs> You're like, man, help a brother out. But you know what I'm learning? Why do I always have to be right? I think I'm learning I'd rather be kind. And if a person really wants my advice, really wants my help, they'll ask. And then he says this, be kind to everyone because you don't know what battles people are fighting. And when you really want to truly see who someone is, just take the time to look. In Matthew, it says, the pure of heart will see God. And I believe if we see God, we can truly see others. And I would just encourage you this Christmas season, maybe even tonight, if there's anyone in your life, I know there's some in mine that have hurt you, maybe you're angry at or sad at, family members, friends, old boyfriend and girlfriend, maybe just start off and just start thanking God for them, as hard as that might be. It might take every day. But ask God to show you their hearts. And I love in this movie, Wonder, it showed different angles from different people's stories that you might never know by looking at the surface of their life. But we all have a story. We all have battles we're fighting. And I wanna ask from my heart, will you let Jesus into those stories? Will you let him into those battles? And in love, would you take courage and have a hard conversation? Maybe you felt misunderstood, maybe you felt judged, maybe someone gossiped about you. Maybe someone pretended to be someone they weren't to you. Maybe you've been that to others. I think in my life, if I'm being honest, I've been in both of those situations. But I want to become better. I want to be someone who's remembered for being humble, honorable, and hungry after God, and 
hungry after people. Because I don't know about you, but it would be really lonely in this life without the friends and family God's blessed us with. So I want to be on a journey that does relationships better. And my hope is that when I'm married one day and when I have kids one day and maybe even if I'm blessed to be a grandpa one day, I'll be a lot better of a man then because of the people in my life now. Will you pray with me? If you feel comfortable, can you just put your hand on your heart? Father, I just thank you, God, for all the people that you bring into our life. I know, Father, at times I've thought, man, if only this person, it wasn't in my life, my life would be a lot better. And I say I'm sorry for that, God, because every person is perfectly and wonderfully made and in process. And yes, they might be hurting and unconsciously hurting others, but Father, let me see you in them. And God, when I'm hurting and I'm living in a way that I shouldn't, God, bring those people into my life. Let them speak love and hope, but also call me up and higher and give me a heart to receive it. Let us be friends and the people and the family members in our lives that don't just say the easy things, that don't just go with the crowd or go with the flow, but also says the hard things because we love people and most of all because we love you. But first, before we speak it, let us have the hearts to receive it from each other and from you, God. I thank you for everything that you've done this semester. And I thank you that every relationship, every friendship, all stems back to you. What does it mean to walk with you, God? Father, I want to be a man like Enoch. I want to be a friend of God like Abraham, God. I want to learn how to walk with you. So God, I say, help me humble myself. Help me honor you above all other things, God. And help me be hungry after you because when I know I'm walking with you and talking with you and listening to you, I know every relationship in my life is going to be better. I'm going to have more peace and patience for a family member that drives me up a wall. I'm going to be able to look at someone who just gossiped about me and say, hey man, hey sis, I love you. This isn't you. I'm going to be a better parent, a better husband because I'm walking in relationship with you and I'm willing to listen to you and others for encouragement, for support but also for refinement and I give you permission to mold my and our hearts and help us be better people help us be better men help us be better women let us be the hungry, humble and honorable ones God to each other most of all to you. In Jesus' name. Amen.
thank you, God, that you pursue us, that you draw us close. There's no shadow we live in that you won't find us in. There's not, there's no door that you won't kick down. There's no place that we can ever go that you can't find us. And God, I thank you, Father, that you teach us how to do relationships. That this isn't a message or a night of condemnation, but it's a night of hope. Reminding us that you pursue us, that you help us. No matter where we're at or what pit we're in or how bad we've done something, you're always there to help us out. So remind us this Christmas season, God, that you love us with a reckless love. A love that never fades, it never stops, that endures all things, that believes all things, that faces all things. And it's that love that helps us love each other. So let us end this night, Father, with this song as a reminder when we go out this next month and we're home with our families and face hard situations that you love us with a reckless love that's never going to stop. In Jesus' name. So, so cool.
and we have you to rejoice in. So God, on your birthday, even though that's not the physical correct day, let us spend time remembering that in every single day of our lives, that you are with us and in us, and you pursue us and find us wherever we are. That it's your love that helps us do relationships. Because we love because you first loved us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Man, what a night. Can we give it up for the worship band? Thank you so much for coming out. Thank you for staying extra late. If this is your first time, we don't normally go that late, but I'm also not going to apologize for it because that's uh, what we love to do. So have an amazing Christmas break, but actually, we'll see you next week, hopefully, at the Christmas party. So thanks, guys. Love you guys. God bless.